Welcome back to the Unprecedented Podcast. Once again, Walker Sproul with me is my co-host Luke Terrell, and uh, it's part two of our episode with our friend Chapman Painter. And last part or last episode, we kind of discussed um, a number of things, but mainly discussed the Capitol riots and um, got around to the impeachment that's kind of impending and that may happen. Um, and now we kind of want to talk more in this specific part about um, the censorship that is starting to happen, kind of the governmental censorship that's kind of beginning to um, unravel in our nation. So Chapman, you want to kind of lead us off on this and kind of lead the way? Yeah, so uh, there's obviously been a lot of censorship going on in the past four years, but now it's, I mean, it's gone to the extreme uh, since banning the president from Twitter, which is his easiest way of communication with the people of this country and uh, deleting, actually deleting two of his videos that he posted about the situation at the Capitol that day. And uh, yeah, from there, uh, there's been domino effect. There's been a lot of other people suspended and uh, censorship going on everywhere. But uh, yeah, I, I see the the argument that Twitter has is that it's a private company and they can uh, they can censor who they want or whatnot. But I don't they they want to go off that it's a free speech platform and that's not what it is anymore. So yeah, one thing we all kind of like golf, well, not Luke, but me and Chapman both that play golf and enjoy golf. And the PGA of America was scheduled to play the 2022 uh, PGA Championship at Trump National Golf Club, Bedminster, which is in, I I believe it's in New Jersey. Um, And the PGA pulled out of that agreement, that contract that they had with um, Trump National up there um, because of the stuff that's been going on. And they had no grounds to do that. They technically are still in the contract from what I understand, which is, millions and millions of dollars um, that are bound up in that agreement. And it was all because of the, the narrative, this idea that Donald Trump is a fascist, that he's inciting violence, that he's um, unfit to serve in office and that he's not a good example for, um, for our nation really. Um, and that, that's just another example. That's just one yeah, example just, of the many instances that are uh, happening right now. Luke, you said that you listen to, um, you've mentioned it in the podcast several times now, Jocko Willink's podcast, and you had some stuff that he had said. Yeah. Um, uh, speak to that a little bit. Jocko, actually, he, he did it. one of his most recent podcasts was on the book 1984 by George Orwell. And he... He went in. He went in uh, in specifics into that book about how the the government that George Orwell predicted would be all powerful and it would take away the individual uh, being able to think for himself and do anything for himself 
and become completely dependent on the government and uh, all forms of speech other than what the government authorized was, was destroyed. And if you got caught writing anything down or having any thoughts of your own, uh, you got killed and your name was erased forever and you basically never even existed which is horrifying that a government could have that much power. So Jocko, he's a very wise man and he's seen a lot of things and he, he fought in Iraq as a, as a Navy SEAL and uh, has, has just seen a lot of things. And he was, he feels like we're heading to a place as a nation where where he won't be able to release his podcast on on apple podcasts or whatever whatever other platforms he releases it on because they'll just completely shut him down because he is willing to talk about hard subjects and and hard things and he opposes communism very strongly and he, he, he feels like we're getting to a place as a nation where he's going to get shut down. So what he did, long story short, was he made his, his own little underground server. And if he ever gets censored, he'll be able to put his podcast on there and his listeners can still listen to it. Yeah, I think that's part of why in the last part of this episode, I, I addressed us wanting to express our our actual political views more so than just trying to be unbiased because it's getting to that point. And it has been for years. It's, it's been um, what people call conditioning. So with the, the whole idea of hate speech and you have all these groups, like you have, um, of course, Antifa is the, the leading yeah. voice in that, on that side, but you also have the, um, the Me Too movement and the, um, you know, the LGBT LGB, the that that group or that um, culture, if you will, and all these groups that if you say anything that is rational, that opposes their beliefs, their feelings really is what it is, then you're that's hate speech. And you're you're going back to Marxism, you're the oppressor. Exactly. Yeah, and that's uh Jack Posobiec says it really well. Uh, he's an OAN reporter, and uh, he said they want to control what you say so they can own what you think, and that's just nailing it right to. I mean, that's that's where we're headed, and it's a scary thought, but that's what's going on. And uh, I think one thing too in this, yeah, you know, we're kind of at the point. Like I said, we're just throwing what we believe out there because. We're not going to be able to probably for much longer, but with the whole mask thing, you know, granted, I'm not going to sit here and say masks 100% don't work. I'm not going to say that 100% do work. But the thing about masks is if you don't want to wear one, you shouldn't have to wear one. If you do want to wear one, by all means, you should be able to wear one. Like in the last part, you said, you know, we're built, this is a double standard we're a nation that, that loves to have double standards. And that's kind of one that um, is close to home right now because everywhere you go, you have to have a mask with you. 
and it's that kind of ties into the censorship the i don't want to say submission to the government because that's a good thing that's a a a virtuous thing but um almost the the whole thing like you just said of not thinking for yourself of them controlling what you think and i think personally that's going to come to a head really soon as it relates to the mask mandates and everything yeah i mean it it leads down a leads down a dark road of not going to say of no return but if if the government becomes all powerful then and you have a population that's incapable uh which we have a very our generation is very non-capable of defending ourselves and as a whole as a whole not not necessarily yeah not not everyone but in general i mean our generation doesn't doesn't know how to do anything except like get a degree in gender studies and play fortnite or just a bunch of soft we're just a soft generation yeah, and we've been taught that anything that hurts our feelings shouldn't be allowed to be said to us. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it, it's just a, it's a downhill road. Yeah. And I think, um, you're talking about a degree in gender studies and you saw the, the stimulus bill that was introduced with all this crazy stuff that the government was going to send to, um, you know, there were, building a wall in Sudan, right? And, and sending all this stuff to Pakistan for their gender studies program. And it's like, if there, if our government, United States government is willing to do those things for other countries, but they won't even really address issues here and take care of specifically financial issues and economic issues here, then, you know, what are we really dealing with here? Are we dealing with our our government that really cares about us, or is it is it, you know, are they really the oppressors? I think that's kind of how it needs to be looked at. But yeah, Chapman, you uh, you look like you have a quote there on your phone. You got something for us? Uh, no, I was just uh, looking at the going back to the censorship and everything going on. Uh, like I said, they started off by putting fact checks on the president, and now they have uh, totally uh, banned him from even communicating with us. And uh, I don't know. I know this is just the beginning, and Biden hasn't even gotten to office yet, and this is already happening. So I don't know. It's just kind of a scary thought about the future, but. Yeah, I think kind of going to the coming administration, the Biden administration, or really the Biden-Harris administration, that's an important piece to add on to that. Um, he needs to get a food taster. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, that's that's hilarious. I mean, we, we could probably go into that, but I don't know if we want to get into that today. But um, sort of, I guess we could discuss some of the policies that he's wanting to implement. We were talking about earlier about um, firearms, ammunition, the right to bear arms, essentially. Um, either one of y'all, if y'all want to speak to that and kind of what his goals or mission is in that regard. Yeah, I, uh, I've i told people that I know um, not as, you know, 
I guess this is kind of dangerous me even saying this because if some some liberal person comes along and listens to it and wants to turn me over to the government for telling people to go buy guns and ammunition to protect themselves. And so I get, you know, so be it. Uh, yeah. And I want to clarify, even if it's not a liberal person, that's, we tend to, to label partisan terms to people um, based upon their, but oftentimes yeah, it's, yeah. it's not necessarily that, that isn't necessarily the motivation behind it, but anyways. Yeah. Um, I think it's a good idea to have, what you need to defend yourself because uh, the Democrats are going to have unified control of the government on January 20th, and they're going to be able to pass anything, any legislation they want. And so, you know, they could, they could take away our second amendment real quick. And that's a scary thing because if we don't have guns, we don't have ammo, we are a weak and vulnerable population with no way of defending ourselves. And that that's the whole reason the second second amendment was made is to keep the keep the population, the citizens strong and to keep the government from oppressing them. And you know, people will make the argument, well, nobody needs an AK-47 or nobody needs an assault rifle. And you know, I, I guess that's a I guess you can see that as a reasonable point, but here's why it's really not is because our founders intended for us to be able to protect ourselves and you're not going to, you're not going to be able to fend off an, an invader that has, has really good equipment and weapons with a, with a, tiny little handgun and see that's where the whole I, th I think a lot of the people that argue that point are coming from the, the presuppositional viewpoint that the government is going to take care of us. is our protect exactly yeah. that they take care of us that they protect us and like you said that's not supposed to be yeah that's the, not the, that's not the that's not the, sec of right. the second amendment that's not the function of that amendment and really the function of the government so um that's an interesting point and kind of how that, that ties together there. And that just cuts to the really deeply to philosophy. Uh -huh. You know, when people look at it, like, like government's supposed to do everything for you, you know, and that's just a, just a side point. They just want control. That's what it comes down to. They want to be able to control the people. Yeah. Just like as uh, Walker, stated about the mask thing earlier i just want to be able to control the people mm -hmm. and like lockdowns keeping people from from working from yeah i mean you see that in the uk right now yeah They're completely shut down providing for their family mm -hmm. you know it's 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 pretty scary yeah and like at a because you can say utc there uh, and i'm sure this is other schools as well i'm i'm not aware but um yeah, I'm, I'm trying to go to college at UTC, and this, this isn't to talk bad about UTC or anything, right. but uh, you have to prove that you got a flu shot to, to register for classes there, which is, I mean, it, it's a slippery slope when you, 
when you start doing stuff like that. And I think people could argue, well, I mean, you have to prove other vaccinations when you go to college as well. And what's the difference there? But that sort of hits on the whole conditioning thing. If you're willing to do this, then you'll be willing to do this. And then further down the line, it's like a domino effect. Um, And it really does hit back to control. And that's the people, really, it's all about humans and human nature. And human nature is absolutely corrupted. And you see that so clearly through the lens of politics and, um, you know, through the the executive office, the um, legislative branch, all the different, even local government, you see it sometimes. Um, and yeah, as as human beings, we we forget history and we forget mistakes that have been made in the past and dangers of certain ideals that have failed all throughout history and we're in a we're in a dangerous spot as a as a nation of going down a totalitarian communist uh path and that's not that's not where that's not where we want to be yeah no doubt um kind of not wrapping things up just yet, but sort of wrapping up the point about the Biden administration, about the the coming administration, we'll say. Um, What do you think some, um, I guess, what do you think some of the the policies will do to our nation as a whole? Do you think that some of them will have positive impacts? Do you think that mostly all will have neutral or negative impacts what are you what are y'all's opinions thoughts on those policies i think personally that you won't know that there'll be any negative impacts because of the media exactly i mean that's where the media will cover like they have been and uh there won't be like every every day for the past four years they have bashed trump for something and they're going to do the exact opposite for this administration so yeah, you're exactly right. And things are going to seem really, really good. Yep. And then, you know, stuff will stuff will start to spiral out of control. Yeah, and getting that's kind of back to censorship. And in the last episode, we did or last part, we didn't have time for um, Luke's quote that he had. But if you want to go ahead and share that quote with us, Luke. Yeah, I have a quote from uh, Alexander uh, Sol Solheim. Nitsen, I think that's how you say it. He was, he was a he was a Russian, and he he was a strong opposer of Stalin and communism. And uh, he wrote the the Gulag Archipelago. And I I heard Dan Bongino talking about this on his podcast. And this is kind of a lengthy quote, but uh, I it really. It really struck me when I heard it, and I'd like to share it with y'all. Um, the quote goes, do not pursue what is illusionary property and, and position. All that is gained at the expense of your nerves decade after decade and is confiscated in one fell night. Live with a steady superiority over life. Don't be afraid of misfortunes and do not yearn for happiness. It is, after all, all the same. The bitter doesn't last forever. 
and the sweet never fills the cup to overflowing. It is enough if you don't freeze in the cold and if you thirst and hunger and, and don't call at your, at your insides. If your back isn't broken, if your feet can walk, if both arms can bend, if both eyes can see, if both ears can hear, then whom should, whom should you envy and why? Our envy of others devours us most of all. Rub your eyes and purify your heart and prize above all else in the world those who love you and who wish you well. Do not hurt them or scold them and never part from any of them in anger. After all, you simply do not know it may be your last act before your arrest and that will be how you're imprinted on their memory. And he's really just, he's really talking about how, you know, no bitterness is going to last forever and no, no system of government can make all your problems go away. Like, like kind of being promised right now. And then at the end of it, he kind of gets to kind of something more chilling about how you don't know when your arrest will be like, you don't know, like Stalin had people killed and like by the millions and they were literally just forgotten by everyone. Like they're just erased from history. So, yeah, I mean, even other stuff like you, you hear about Saddam Hussein and, and what his, not only what he did, but what his son did. Um, I won't get into the details of a lot of stuff because it's very graphic, but just that kind of stuff that's so inhumane and so um, just blasé towards the idea of the sanctity of human life. Um, it's, it's just despicable. And, you know, I pray that it doesn't get to that point in our nation. Um, but, you know, that's sort of out of, out of our control. Yeah, and I, I want to state that our rights do not come from government but they come from God and I'd encourage everyone just to stand firm in your faith during these times. And, uh, it will get better. It will eventually get better. If we yeah. And I think hitting on that, I mean, it's, you know, Romans chapter 13 talks about, you know, submitting to governmental authorities. Um, and it says all authority is from God. So when you understand that, you know, some people that I know we're talking about, well, you know, Jesus 2020 or whatever. Well, no, it's Jesus all the time because he's the king and he puts into place who the presidents, who the rulers of the nations are. So that's definitely our one hope, one thing that we want to look towards. Um, once again, we want to thank you guys for tuning in. Um, if y'all ever have any um, thoughts, comments, questions, topics that you want to hear discussed, um, just give us a DM on Instagram or um, give us an email at uh, podcast unprecedented at gmail.com and we will address that um, promptly. Um, like I said, thank you for tuning in and hope you guys will join us next time.